بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الخمسون عن عبد الله بن بصر رضي الله عنه قال أتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رجل فقال يا رسول الله إن الشرائع الإسلام قد كفرت علينا فباب نتمسك به جامع قال لا يزال لسانك رضبا من ذكر الله عز وجل خرجه الإمام أحمد بهذا اللون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين First and foremost, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the ability to go through this book of the Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah with the, uh, I mean, the ziyada of uh, Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali. Today, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we come to the, to the end of the book. And I mentioned in the group, inshallah, that after this book, we're going to start Umdatul Ahkam. Umdatul Ahkam mainly has to do with the uh, fiqh of, of Islam. So this is the final hadith by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then uh, the hadith is narrated by Abdullah bin Busr. Naam. Abdullah bin Busr. He says, Ata nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama rajulun. Ata nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama rajulun. A man came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but in his narration he says, came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a man. He didn't say a man came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam a man. Because he was eager to make sure that the name of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam comes before the man. And the sahaba radiallahu anhum were very, very particular concerning such things where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam is concerned. Usually they would want the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to come before the name of anyone else. So instead of saying a man came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a man. And in Arabic, in Arabic it sounds okay. In English, it's, uh, it's a struggle. Uh, you also observe hadiths like, بَيْنَمَا نَحْنُ جُلُوسُنَّ عِنْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wasallam When we were seated in the presence of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the sahaba would never say, when the Messenger وسلم, was sitting with us. Never. They would, they would never say that. They always uh, respected the Messenger وسلم. They had to be the ones sitting in the presence of the Messenger وسلم, not the other way around, not the Messenger وسلم, sitting with them. So this hadith is the same. Came to the Messenger وسلم, a man so that the, mes uh, the mention of the Messenger وسلم, is before the uh, uh, mention of the man. Faqal, then he said to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the laws, shara'i', the laws or the sharia's of, of Islam are too many for us. There are too many things like uh, we should do this, we should not do this and so on. If you try to count those, he says, kathurat alayna. They are too many for us. Is he complaining? Is he complaining about the Sharia being too much? No, that's the way it sounds. That's the way it sounds even to you, right? If, if a person says the, the Sharia's are too much, it would sound to me like he's trying to say, 
uh, reduce this Sharia, cancel some of the, the, the laws so that it could, be, it could be easier. But the Sahaba, with their respect, would never say such a thing to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam unless he means something else. In our generation, when someone says, ah, there are too many harams, we know, we know what he means in our, in our generation. Obviously, he's complaining. He's saying, this is too much. This is something I can't, I can't manage. But with the Sahaba, that would never be the, the, the issue. What he's asking for is a way to put all these together so that he finds it easy to practice all of them. He's not saying reduce. Do you understand his point of view? He's saying there, there are many for us, too many for us. It's difficult for us to, to like practice them. Can you show us one way to practice all of them easily without, without making mistakes? As opposed to saying, this is too much for us and we can't manage. That's why he says, Show us something, you know, something which, which we can hold on to, which is which is comprehensive. It brings all the shara'i together so that it's easy for us to practice them. How can we do that? That was the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. They would never back away from anything the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa teaches them. Rather, they were eager to practice it. They're simply asking the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa for the method. How can we apply it easily without finding difficulties? The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa gave advice and this advice is only for that particular sahabi, not so. It's for everyone. All right. When he asked, he asked on behalf of everyone. On behalf of himself, on behalf of the sahaba, on behalf of us. So this advice applies to you, applies to me, applies to everyone. In fact, the sahaba, radiallahu anhum, didn't need it much. They were hard workers. We, we're the ones that, that need it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yazalu lisanuk ratuban min dhikrillahi ta'ala. Your tongue should always be fresh with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In short, when you remember Allah and you make dhikr and your tongue is always fresh from the remembrance of Allah, everything else is easy. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen a man who makes dhikr, a lot of dhikr, and reads Quran, and then he fails to, to pray? You, you ever seen someone who sits in the masjid making dhikr, and then he doesn't pray five times a day? You ever seen that? Or a man who makes dhikr, a lot of dhikr in the masjid, and he doesn't fast? We all know the majority, in fact, all of those that sit in the masjid and make dhikr are people to whom salah is just, they, 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 they don't even consider it. For them, that's, that's too easy. What made it easy for them? What made it easy for them is the dhikr of Allah. If a person does not remember Allah and a person does not sit in the majalis dhikr and majalis al-ilm, and he does not read Quran, he is not involved in any kind of dhikr, he will struggle to fulfill the shara'i of Islam. He's going to struggle big time. There's, there's no doubt about that. 
If you find yourself struggling, Salah is becoming increasingly difficult for you. Uh, 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 everything else is becoming difficult for you. Alayka bidhikrillah. Start dhikr. The moment you start dhikr, everything is going to change. And dhikr comes in many different forms. There's the dhikr where you sit and say, for example, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. This is dhikr. There's the dhikr where you sit in the masjid and read Quran. There's the dhikr where you learn together about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All this is dhikr. If a person is not involved in any of this, the shara'i, even the salah, is going to be difficult for him. In the last Jum'ah, I was saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ Who's going to be successful? Man dhakarasma rabbihi. The one who remembers Allah. He remembers the name of Allah. Fasalla. Then he prays. For him, there's prosperity. Not a person who just boom into, into the salah. Duna an yafkurasma Allah. Without remembering Allah. That is the salah where a person is not even found in the salah. That's the salah where you get 10%, 5%, 0%, or uh, negative 20 for sinning in the, in the salah. There are many people, and may Allah protect all of us, who gain nothing from their salah but la'na, the curse of, of Allah. If you pray salah and the salah is neglected, the salah says, may Allah neglect you the same way you neglected me. The salah puts la'na on, on you. And there are people who pray salah and the salah makes dua for them. May Allah keep you the same way you kept me. But how is that going to happen? It will only happen through dhikrillah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, after every salah, say, subhanallah, thalathan wa thalathina. Alhamdulillah, thalathan wa thalathina. Allahu Akbar, Thalathan wa thalathina. Thumma yaqulu tamam al-mi'a. La ilaha illa Allah. Wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamd. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Every salah. After salah, 33 times, subhanallah. 33 times, alhamdulillah. 33 times, Allahu Akbar. And the one that makes it 100. La ilaha illa Allah. Wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. This is dhikr. To help him in his ibadat. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, after every salah, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Because the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what helps you to perform the shara'i. This is the question he's asking. The shara'i are too many. It's difficult for us. Fababun natamassaku bihi jami'un qal la yazalu lisanak your tongue is supposed to be fresh from the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They slept very little at, at night. And in the morning, يستغفرون. The making is still far. Only dhikr is going to help a person to perform these shara'i'.
and that is the advice of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam but when you look at our ummah you look at our shabab dhikr is the first thing they threw out of the window the few shabab especially the young men involved in dhikrillah the kalima dhikr they think is for a dhikr is for old people old old papas who have nothing to do those can sit in the masjid and remember allah that's what they think wallah after salah the moment the imam says assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah the shabab who are masumin those who are divinely protected from from error just stand up immediately and walk out of the the, the masjid they think they're masum they think they're divinely protected and after that they think salah is going to be easy uh uh uh, uh salah is going to be easy it won't be easy not without the dhikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take time even in your home sit down there's sa'a between you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you must have time between you and your family there's also time between you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that hour don't forget it every day there's supposed to be an hour between you and and allah where you sit with no one else only with allah how many have that hour the hour with allah comes when there's trouble that's that's when you have an hour with with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking seeking help when there's no trouble there's no hour with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anyone who stands up and says assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah i would like to tell you about allah i would like us to talk about la ilaha illallah find someone just finding trying to find an escape so that he can he can run away what you are running away from is what is supposed to help you in the shara'i of of islam so babun if there is one way that we can hold on to jami which is going to help us with all the things we learned in the 40 nawawiya from the time we started up to now if you make dhikr every time you remember the dhikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will be able to apply this without dhikr we were just wasting our time we were wasting our time we have many hours in in a day and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't ask for all these hours to be with him he doesn't he doesn't require that from us just an hour maybe 30 minutes 20 minutes sit in the masjid it is the masjid remember i was saying the other times certain people when they sit in the masjid you you look at them they look very very uncomfortable there are certain people when you enter the masjid and you see them in the masjid you see them you see the tranquility in them you think this is where they belong they're very comfortable sitting in the in, in the masjid they can sit 1 hour 2 hours they're okay it feels very comfortable like a fish in water right some people when they come into the masjid you see them like like fish outside water just they can't they can't wait to to get out but go and see them go and see them in the in the pub in the bar watching football they're the ones in the front seats in the masjid he sits there you wonder at people who come for juma the first sof is not full but he decides to sit there in the corner why would he sit in the corner in a house where you're free do you sit in the corner where, where do you sit in the corner in a house where you're not free right where you're not free you have to to sit in the corner and and hide you know this this is not my place and where you're free 
you, you come out. All right. So you see them in the pub. Where they watch football, they take the front seats. This, this is where they're free. Yeah, what do you know about Drogba? Drogba is the top scorer. Everything. They're in the forefront. When they come into the masjid, if you ask them a question, what do you think about this hadith? This, it's not good for us. Get used to the, to, 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 to the masjid. The masjid should feel comfortable. So, Bab Natamasak Bihi Jami'un is your tongue should always be fresh with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the other.